Selena has a dream about a fake queen encouraging her to win the competition. Or is it a dream? Stick around and find out. I'm Captain O.G. Readmore, a reading kind of cat. Read a book like me, you'll soon agree that reading is where it's at. Welcome back to the Book Militia Booktube channel where we are reading The Throne of Glass by Sarah J. Mass. So last chapter was chapter 24 and Selena had found a secret door leading out of her room. She had explored it for a bit and had found that the passage had led outside and led to freedom. But she had decided not to take it and earn her freedom the legitimate way. So let's get started with chapter 25, and we begin the chapter with Selena having this dream. Now, in this dream, I can understand why she was dreaming about this, because she had just found this secret passage the day before, or it might have been that very day, and then she's sleeping that night. So a lot of things were going through her mind and she, you know, when you think about something when you go to sleep, you usually dream about it. So that's what she was doing. She was dreaming about this secret passage. Now she was walking down this secret passage and she had come upon those 30 doors that you remember uh, when she went down these stairs, there, there were three doors that she had came up on and she didn't have any candles, it says. Plus, she didn't have a string to find her way back. Now, remember, the first time she went down there, she had brought some yarn to string out, you know, and to help her find her way back. Because I guess in this place, there were lots of doors leading out and lots of other passages that had led off of the main passage. Now, when she had originally found this, this passage... She had chosen the first, the middle door the first time, and it, it was the one that had led outside. And the next door she had chosen was the door on the left, which had led up and looked down over the grand ballroom. Now, she didn't take the door on the right because it had made her feel strange, and she thought that she heard whispering coming from behind it. So, she decided not to take that door. But... This time in the dream, the two doors that she has tried already felt uncomfortable. Now, this is happening in a dream, so let's not forget that this is all just a dream, okay? So, in the dream, she feels very uncomfortable with the middle door and the left door and feels a warmth feeling coming from the right-hand door. So it says the reason she had chosen the far right door because, again, it, it felt warm and it also smelled of roses. This is be a very key point in this chapter, so remember that, the, the, the odor of roses. So she opened the door, and when she opened the door, she found a staircase that was leading down, similar to the room in the, or the door in the middle. But she followed the rose scent as other passages and doors appeared 
on her left and right, but she kept following this scent of roses. She finally came to the end of the staircase, and she stood in front of an old wooden door. Uh, this door had a bronze knocker on the front of it that was in the shape of a skull. So Selena had waited a little bit by the door to see if she heard any noises or any uh, maybe voices or whatever, but she, she didn't hear anything. Uh, it says that she had also waited to see if there was going to be a breeze come through the hallway or a change of temperature or something. Maybe kind of a supernatural type thing. I'm not sure. But finally, she had gathered her courage and she opened this door. Now, she had imagined, no, it was going to be some long forgotten, dusky room. Uh, but that was not what she found at all. When she looked into the room, there was a beam of moonlight that was shining in through a hole in the top of the room. Now, this beam of sunlight had shone down and it had landed on the face of this uh, beautiful marble female statue. Now, the statue was lying down and then she realized, you know, it wasn't a statue, but it was a sarcophagus. This was a tomb. So there was a second sarcophagus next to the woman that depicted a man. Now, she wondered why the woman was lit up by this moonlight, you know, on the face while the man was kind of hidden in darkness. She was thinking, maybe does this have any kind of significance? You know, one was being lit and the other one was dark. Or was it just a coincidence? So the man's statue, it said, was very handsome with a short trimmed beard and a sword that was placed on his chest. And I, I, I could imagine, you know, hands across his chest in this position, holding this sword to his chest. Said her breath caught when she saw a crown upon his head. Now, it wasn't this elaborate crown, but it was kind of simple in nature, but very clearly a crown. And she looked at the woman's statue, and this woman had a crown also. It says the woman's hair had splayed, you know, across this depiction of this table that she was lay, lying on, and it had even hung down uh, uh, over the sides. Now, now, remember, this is carved. This is not a real woman. This is a, a carved statue, and you could just imagine how intricate it must be if the hair is carved, splayed out, you know, and hanging down the sides of this box that they're laying on. So it says Selena uh, had approached the woman's statue and reached out and touched the cheek and felt how smooth it was. And she said aloud, which queen were you? And her voice kind of echoed in this room. Now she continued to run her hand over the statue's lips and brow and she suddenly felt an indentation. Now, she traced the indentation with her finger, and she felt a diamond shape. Then there were two arrows sticking in the sides of the diamond, and then there was a line down the middle. Now, Selena had suddenly, uh, shockingly, I guess, realized that this was one of the weird marks. 
Now, I don't want to say weird mark because people will think I'm saying it was a weird mark. It's not a weird mark. It's a W-Y-R-D, word mark. And if you remember, the word mark were these little strange symbols that were carved into the tiles that surrounded the the crazy clock tower in the castle. So this was one of those word marks that was in the face of this female statue lying, you know, on this stone slab. So when when Selena had realized this, you know, that this was, uh, I guess this was a forbidden place, and it kind of startled her, and she stepped back from the sarcophagus and kind of tripped. Then she looked at the floor, you know, I guess maybe trying to, to see what she had tripped on or to trying to get her balance. And when she looked at the floor, she noticed that there were raised stars all over. I don't know if they'd been carved, but they were raising up out of the floor in star shapes, and the whole floor was covered. Now, when she looked at the ceiling, the ceiling was a depiction of the ground. So, uh, trees, it said trees were carved with hanging branches into the ceiling, and she wondered why was this room switched, you know, instead of the ceiling having stars and the ground having, or the floor having ground, but it was switched opposite where the stars were on the floor and trees were carved in the ceiling. And she wondered, you know, was there any significance to this? So after looking at the floor and ceiling, she looked at the walls and her breath had, she had, almost like lost her breath, you know. In the uh, walls, there were these hundreds of weird marks that were carved into the wall. It says there were there were small ones, and the small ones had come together to make larger ones, and the lar- larger ones had combined to make even larger ones. So, these marks are all over this the walls of this room. So there's got to be some significance of this these marks. And she had thought that, you know, she had thought the whole room had a meaning, but what that meaning was, she just couldn't understand. Now, Selena had examined the female statue uh, a little bit more after, you know, seeing this weird mark. So she looked around, you know, to see if there was anything else that she was missing. So around the foot of the statue, she had found some writing. Now the writing had read, Ab Times Rift. I'm going to spell this for you. A-B, Ab, Times, T-I-M-E-S, Rift, R-I-F-T. And of course she couldn't understand what that meant or if it was in another language she just didn't know that so she she you know made this loop around the statue and next she examined the head and she felt you know there there's just something off about this statue and she couldn't put her finger on it until wait for it suddenly she gasped and she re- realized that the statue had pointed ears. They were ears of fae or fairy. Now, Selena had thought back, and she knew that no fae had married 
into the Haviard line for a thousand years. Now, here we we have kind of got a hint that there used to be Fey in this land, but they had all left. So this is kind of a confirmation that indeed this was not just a story of folklore or anything, but there were actually Fey into this world. So up until this point, you know, the the world building, there has been nothing really magical about the world. It's been a pretty normal world that we would live in today other than being a long time ago. So apparently a fairy had married into the Haviard line. Now Haviard's the king now and you know Prince Dorian also so into his family line and it hadn't happened for a thousand years and actually there had been only one and she had been a half-breed, so she wasn't full fairy. She was half-fairy, half-human, and apparently had married into this uh, royal line a thousand years ago. So she stumbled backwards realizing who it was. So when she saw the fairy ears, she automatically knew who this statue was, and in turn she knew who the man was also. The man was Gavin, the first king of Adderland. And the woman was Elena, the first princess of Terrasan. So remember, Terrasan is this place that uh, Selena has come from. So now I start to wonder, is Selena part fairy? Now, it's impossible for her to have these pointed ears because... I mean, I think we would have been told by now. And of course, other people would have noticed this fact also. But could she have just enough fairy in her not to have any physical characteristics? I'm not sure, but this is a very interesting revelation that the fairy had been in Terrison at one time. So it says, The woman was Elena, the first princess of Terrasan. Brennan's daughter and Gavin's wife and queen. Now, I don't know if they've mentioned Brennan before. I'm not sure. I didn't recognize this name, so uh, I'm not sure. Maybe it will elaborate on who Brennan was a little bit later, but for right now, that's all we know. So it says Selena's heart was pounding, uh, and she felt like this had been a mistake to enter this room. And she felt like she was defiling this place because it was so sacred. But Selena's past was so stained, she felt like she would be haunted or tortured for entering such a sacred place because of her kind of sordid background, you know, with being a assassin and killing people. And she just felt like she wasn't pure enough to be in this place. The next thing she started wondering was why had this place been so neglected and why had no one, you know, taken the time to put flowers out on their graves and why was Elena Galathinius Haviard forgotten? This is, this kind of shocked me. I mean, this is, I, I can put myself in her place and understand the feeling, you know, this reverence that she felt for being in this room with these two very important characters in history. 
It says that she examined the room even more and that she saw piles of gold and jewels against the wall. Now, there was a sword displayed before a suit of golden armor, and she recognized that sword. She walked closer. It was the legendary sword of Gavin, the sword that he had used in the fierce wars of long ago, the wars that had almost ripped the continent apart. It was the sword that had slain the Dark Lord Erewhon. We've never heard this story before, so... You know, it, it kind of reminds me of Lord of the Rings, you know, with the Dark Lord. So, apparently in this land, a long time ago, there was a Dark Lord, and that very sword that she was looking at was the one that had slain him. So, she thought that the sword was thousands of years old, but it still was not rusted or showed any sign of rust. Although magic had disappeared from the land's the magic that had forged this sword was still intact, and the sword's name was Damaris. It says, suddenly she heard a voice that said, you know your history. And it had scared her so bad that she jumped and she tripped and fell back into a chest that was, I guess, one of maybe a, a treasure chest or something, but I could just imagine, you know, Selena laying back, you know, with her legs hanging out over the edges of this chest. And the voice laughed, and Selena looked for a weapon, you know, without even looking who the voice was. I guess it's her natural instincts as an assassin. The first thing she looked for was a, a dagger, a sword, or, you know, even a candlestick would have been something that she could have used to protect herself with. Uh, but when she looked up and she saw who the voice had come from... She froze. She was beautiful beyond belief. It says her silver hair had flowed down her shoulders and looked like the moonlight. Her eyes were crystal blue and her skin was as white as alabaster. Her ears were ever so slightly pointed. Is this a real person? Is it a ghost? You know, that's what I was thinking. Now, Selena knew who she was, but she asked because, you know, she wanted to hear it for herself. Who are you? And the lady, I guess I'm going to say lady, the lady said, You know who I am. I am Elena Haviard. Her likeness on the, on the sarcophagus, it said, had been perfectly sculpted. And Selena was still sitting in the chest and whispered, are you a ghost? So the lady said, not quite. She said, and she held out her hand, you know, offering to help Selena stand up out of the chest. Her hand was solid, Selena noticed, but was cold. So Queen Elena had said, I am not alive, and I do not haunt this place, but I have risked much to come here. That's interesting. She's not alive, so she's dead. The opposite of alive. But she's has she doesn't haunt this place, but she's risked a lot to come here. So Selena, you know, she she hears this and she says, risked? And you know, kind of questioningly. And Queen Elena said, I cannot stay long, and you cannot either. 
So the eight guardians, you know who I speak of. And for some reason, Selena knew right away when she heard this eight guardians who Queen Elena was talking about. And that was the eight gargoyles that had been carved into this clock tower. So this clock tower has a big significance in the history, in the past, in this story, in the castle. We don't know. It's kind of a mystery still. But that that's who Queen Elena was talking about, the eight guardians. So Queen Elena said that they guard the portal between the worlds. Now, when we heard this between the worlds, you know, I thought back, back about the holiday of Samhain, you know, when the, the, the veil between the dead and the living was at its thinnest. So I, that's what I thought of, the between the worlds. So Queen Elena continued and she said that she had managed to slip by them and come here. Now, she grabbed Selena's arm and it, it had hurt. Nothing is a coincidence, she said. Everything has a purpose. You are meant to come to the castle, and before that, become an assassin and learn the skills necessary to survival. Selena, Selena had hoped the queen wouldn't bring up what she had tried so hard to forget. Now, this is the second time that we've heard this. Selena is hiding something from her past that she wants to forget. We, you know, we have not been told at all what this is. I think Selena has had magic in the past. I'm not sure. This is just a hunch from from me personally, and she's has, is wanting to forget about it. Again, I'm not sure that this is true. That's just what I'm thinking. So. The, the queen continued on. She said, something evil dwells in the castle. Something so dark, its malice echoes into all of the worlds. Now, when I heard this, I immediately thought of the champions that had been ripped to shreds. Is this evil that is lurking in the castle a physical thing? Could it have killed these champions? I'm not, I don't know. You know, it's just things that I'm thinking and things that are going through my mind as I'm, I'm hearing this story. So the queen says, Selena, you must forget friendships, debts, and oaths. You must destroy it before it's too late. Before a portal is ripped open wide and cannot be reversed. So Selena is being charged with destroying whatever this darkness is that is... Uh, lurking in the castle. So suddenly Queen Elena's head jerked around as if, as if she had heard something. And she suddenly says, there's no time. You must win this competition and become the king's champion. You understand the people. Erele needs you as its champion. So the queen reached into her pocket and she had pulled out something, and she said, you cannot be caught here or all will be lost. Now, was that referring to now in this dream, or was that referred to really in 
you know, the real physical world. She cannot be caught in this place where all would be lost. We, again, we don't know. Just things that I'm that's going through my mind. Now, the queen said, you must wear this and placed something in Selena's hand. It will protect you from harm. Someone brought both of us together tonight. That was kind of a cryptic thing that the queen said, uh, that someone had facilitated this meeting between them two. And it says suddenly a, a growl was heard coming from around them. It kind of echoed throughout the room. And the queen said, they're coming. Selena tried to say, you know, I'm not who you think I am. I, I don't understand. The queen put her hands on Selena's shoulders and kissed her forehead. And she said, courage of the heart is very rare. Let it guide you. And then suddenly another howl had appeared from around the rooms that was louder and had made the walls vibrate. And the, the queen said, go. And she shoved Selena towards the staircase. Run, she said. So Selena, you know, she didn't think twice. She just rushed up the stairs and she had got up a little ways and she had heard a scream from behind her and snarling sounds. Selena burst into her room and she saw her bed, you know, as she walked into the room and then suddenly everything went dark. Okay, so the scene cuts. All of a sudden, Selena's eyes pop open. And she was lying on her bed and she was still wearing her nightgown. And she wondered why she was so prone to having these nightmares. You know, this is not the first time that she had a nightmare. Uh, uh, recently, she had another nightmare where she had, in the dream, you know, lost the competition and had been sent back to Endovia and was being whipped. So, she, yeah, she kind of wondered, you know, why am I so susceptible to having these bad dreams? So suddenly she remembered, destroy the evil lurking in the castle. So that the words of the queen. So she started to turn over and sleep more when something metallic had poked her palm. So she instantly thought, please let that be the ring, you know, that Chow had given me from the party. Remember he had brought her this little trinket from, from the party. So please let that be the ring that's poking me. But she knew it wasn't. It was a gold coin-sized amulet on a chain. The amulet was intricately carved with a blue gem in the center. The Selena had glanced towards where the secret door was, and it was ajar. So she quickly jumped up out of her bed, and she, you know, hit it with her shoulder and slammed it shut. And she thought, you know, the last thing that I need is whatever had been down there that was making this growling sound to show up in her room or Queen Elena, you know, to show up in her room. So she looked at the tapestry again that had been hanging in front of the door. Remember, there was this lady that was depicted on this tapestry. And Selena had suddenly realized that this lady was a depiction of Queen Elena. So Selena, she she just couldn't believe all of this craziness, you know, that had been happening uh, over the past couple of days. So she put the amulet around her neck. 
and she started to lie down again and she touched the amulet and thought, become the king's champion. She had planned to do that anyways, but she had wondered, you know, if she had brought, have I, you know, have I brought all of this stuff on myself by opening that secret door on the holiday of Samhain? She's thinking, you know, is this because I did that, that I did angered the spirits for some reason or another that this is happening? Uh, again, echoing in her mind, you know, something evil dwells in the castle. Destroy it. So Queen Elena's words. So she thought, you know, that was going to be a little bit more difficult than becoming the king's champion because she did not have free reign of the castle. She couldn't just go out and search for this evil, you know, whenever she wanted to, because she had, you know, she had to have somebody watching her at all time. She was not allowed to roam the castle unattended. Now this, I wondered why, because remember, Cain was wandering the castle unattended. So do they think that Selena is much more dangerous than Cain or... Yeah, I'm not sure, but anyways. She thought, you know, if whatever this evil was destroyed Cain or Parrington, even the king or Caltaine Rompierre, <laughs> she could care less. But if Chow, Nehemia, or Prince Dorian was hurt, yeah, it didn't it didn't continue after that, but we know what she's thinking, you know. She holds these three people very close to her. She considers them a friend and that she would be really hurt if something happened to them. So a lot of things had flowed through her mind, it says, as she drifted off to sleep again. And a breeze suddenly blew through her room with a hint of roses. And with that, that ended the chapter. This chapter was a blockbuster for me. I mean, this was almost more of a blockbuster than when she had found the secret room in the previous chapter. This book is absolutely amazing. And if you have not read this book or if you're reading it with me, I hope you're feeling the same way that I am. This is an amazing book. So I am enjoying it so much. You just, I can't put it into words. So with that, guys, we're going to end the chapter. I want to thank everybody for joining me. We are the Book Militia on YouTube. If you have not subscribed yet, please do so. Also, you can click the little bell icon, which will give you a notification of when I upload new videos if you are listening to the podcast. Thank you so much for joining me. Uh, I want to thank all of you because you could spend your time anywhere else, but you chose to spend it with me, and I highly appreciate that. And with that, I will see you on the next video. Take care, guys.